Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Stand Your Ground, a WHR podcast. Listen in as we discuss interesting insights about the world of PEOs. Now, today I'm here with Veronica, the CEO of WHR, and she has some very interesting topics to talk about today. Well, today I think I'm going to talk about the court uh, call that we were just on regarding um, no employee-employer relationship, that, which means that we never had employment for this individual, but my company is being named, and what was stated um, in the court uh, was that it's the risk of being a PEO in the state of California, which to me is mind-boggling because of the fact that um, California is an MCP state. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that, but an MCP state, which is a master policy, which my, po- my PEO holds the master policy, and then all my clients underneath them have a policy through their EIN number, which is labeled as labor contractor for on the WCRB. And as stated on the court call, why are do we have to be an MC? I mean, if, if California is an MCP state and it needs to be LCF, labor contractor for, and then the client, then why are we in a no employee employee relationship when there was no such coverage for this client with my company? But yet I'm being named still. And what's going on right now, this is our fifth time appearing in court, and they will not dismiss us because of the fact that the uninsured client is uh, saying that he has to check with his client to see if we're going to continue on or allow us to continue on when he shouldn't even have any say. The UEBTF should automatically be joined because of the fact that there is no coverage for this person. The special is there with their coverage, and they, you know, are, they don't know what's going on because they're just as blindsided as us, but more importantly, we are because there's actually a denial letter from my carrier stating that there is no such policy for these this company but yet we cannot continue or we will not be released because of the fact that what was stated is that uh, that's the risk of being a peo in the state of california yes was this individual a client of ours yes back in 2019 are they a current um, client no because they did not pay us so we canceled them but that does that's here nor there the fact is, is that we're, we're being named on a, on a claim that was in 2021 that has, it is irrelevant to my company and with the contract that we had with this individual long time ago. It's frustrating to me that we are not being dismissed and all the facts show that there was no coverage and my current carrier right now who has had no coverage for this individual who's we've never received payroll, never had a contract with this person at this time, and we've paid out $8,000 already for my current carrier, and there's a denial letter from my current carrier, but yet we cannot be dismissed, and they're pushing now for employment trial or um, arbitration, but the, the fact is, is that they're going to take the depot. And so the depot of the, end, the, uh, the employee, but guess what? Now I'm going to have to pay again to appear, pay for the depot. And who's hurting is the people who are doing it right. Who's hurt? Well, I asked, why isn't the UEBTF joined? 
they should automatically be, be joined. But because of the fact that there's coverage, they, they won't join them. And so it's mind-boggling to me. Change needs to be made. And to state that it's the risk of being a PEO in California, what risk? There shouldn't be any risk. There shouldn't, we shouldn't be punished for being a PEO in the state of California. Is that the only risk of being the PEO, a PEO in the state of California? Well, I don't think it has anything to do with a PEO or if it's any other. It's the risk of they need to make change in California. In my honest opinion, is that change needs to be made because of the fact that it's not just the PEO. It's throughout, across the board. They need to stop picking on PEOs and pointing out PEOs and punishing PEOs for trying to do business in the state of California as it's stated and in compliance with Rule 4, it's just mind-boggling to me that we're continuing to pay out on claims for people who are taking the cheap way out and uninsured. And it's frustrating to me. And it's also hurting It's financially, you. that's what we stated to the judge today, that it's financially a hardship on us because of the fact that we're never going to collect our money. Per Labor Code 5500.5, yes, you can go after the person, but do you think you're ever going to get that money? Well, after multiple years, who knows how long, and after how many expenses, is it even worth it at that point? Exactly. And that's the issue, is that to continue to fight for what's right and continue to fight to be dismissed from a claim, it costs you more than to you know, get frustrated and just settle out. And so you get punished, and it's not right. And there needs to be change. And I just don't know who to go to anymore to, to get that change. Because it, it's mind-boggling to me that... That's even allowed. Allowed. It's, it's happening yeah. constantly. Then why do we have the UEBTF if we're never going to use the UEBTF? And do you have to pay to be in the UT? You, it's part of your uh, surcharge and assessments. A portion of that goes to the UEBTF, yes. Wow. Yeah. And what do you think? Have you? How many cases have you dealt with? Oh, there's, I would say, over a hundred of them. And that's what I, it's not just us. If, if I'm telling you, if owners, CEOs of companies get with their carrier and ask how much they've paid out due to no employee-employee relationship or being named because somebody just names you and how much you've paid out to be dismissed from a claim that, that there is no employment, you are going to be surprised at how much you have paid out. And it, it, it needs to be stopped. And how do you think, I know that you can't think of all of the possible ways to create change, but do you have any sort of ideas that your company has been doing? Or? There, there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing. So that's why I'm here on a podcast. There's nothing you can do that that there's no no protection. And who who wins? The person who doesn't have coverage, you the know? The person that just doesn't want to deal with it. Exactly. Like, right. Okay. But my honest opinion is that they shouldn't bring in the UEB or they should never allow the UEBTF to be dismissed until they know for a fact that there is actual coverage from the person who had, had employed that employee. That's my opinion. But they won't. If there's some type of coverage, they will dismiss the UEBTF, and it's not right. They should, they should continue, and then they should you know, follow the, the way that the UEBTF is set up and, and go, you know, go after the people who, who are uninsured. I'm, I'm so surprised to hear that California 
does not allow, like, doesn't enforce business owners to be insured. And then it falls back on whoever they've associated themselves with, and then they just place names and blame people, and then you guys are in, what, year-long thousands Some of Some of them have been three years, four years that we've been continuing to fight that we have no employee-employee no employee -employee relationship. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, I, ca I can't say this enough. R research, uh, it's easy. Google it. Uh, labor code 5500.5 in the state of California and you'll see it right there it's plain as day and again it states that you can go after the the individual but yeah it's not worth it, I it don't think. well no I mean we've gone after them but we're still in lawsuits and who's gonna it's just gonna add up more money more money and will you ever see that money no <laughs> I mean realistically you know you won't find it and so it's just frustrating um, especially today was just frustrating because there's you're just helpless to to not defend yourself or even the let there's a letter from our carrier stating there was no such coverage and yet we're still involved can you believe that no i honestly can't and like all of these legal things like i don't know you must have a team of lawyers to even deal with this well the carrier has the team of lawyers but we show up on every court call because of the fact that i'm going to defend my company and you know i'm sure people are going to get upset and we've been doing it for almost you know four or five years now um, because of the fact that i'm not just going to accept any claim um and so I will continue. I'm a female, and I've got. To, I'm going to continue to voice my concerns about and fight because I am, you know, a PEO. And some say we're a small PEO, but you know what? I don't care how big or small you are of a, an employer. You should have a right to fight, and you should have a right to be protected. And you're not protected. And. Do you see those same instances in Florida or any other states surrounding? I haven't seen other states like this as bad is there anything else that you want to, I, that was super interesting i love that honestly. yeah i think what i'm going to do is just continue to jump on here and do a podcast it might be short and sweet but i'm gonna uh, tell you and go over the court calls um that that my i've experienced and i've been on and the frustration of uh standing our ground you know you're helpless when you stand your ground. No, I think it's great that you're coming on here to talk about it because I think a lot of people don't understand and there's PEOs and all these businesses dealing with it and there's no help. So I think if, you know, we're talking on this podcast, hopefully it'll bring some attention somewhere. Yeah, somebody maybe will listen. But I think also too, I, I want to take out the word or the three um, acronyms um, PEO because of the fact that it's not just the PEO. And that's the thing, that's the stigma I think has have been happening is that, oh, it's a PEO. This is why it's happening because it's a PEO. It's not just a PEO. It's any, you know, anybody, any employer. If again, I'm going to ask you to get with your carrier and carriers throughout your, you know, time that you've been in business and ask how many claims have you had to pay out or have been involved in and have paid out to get dismissed because of there's no employee-employee relationship. Just do your homework and do that, and you're more than welcome to write in or um, uh, call us, and we can go over it on a podcast. Yeah. But um, 
educate yourself. Uh, pay attention to what's going on because you're, you know, you're paying a lot of money, you know, and and, and it's honestly just hurting businesses. I it mean, is for the the businesses doing it right. Yeah, and so that's what's frustrating. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to CEO at WHR Associates and. We will get back to you, and we will also talk about it here on this podcast. We are excited to dive into more cases later on as Veronica deals with a lot more cases because it doesn't seem like this is going away anytime soon. We thank you all for listening, and we hope that you come back and listen to another episode of Stand Your Ground, a WHR podcast.